This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to The Waiting Room on Podcast225.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Waiting Room. This is Katie Fetzer, your host, along with your co-host, Dr. Mary Catherine Rodriguez. And today is episode 20 of The Waiting Room. Um, For those of you that are kind of just tuning in and learning about us, The Waiting Room is um, our podcast, which is we are wanting to be able to give opportunity um, for people to be able to gain insight on how mental health kind of applies to our everyday life. And so we are here to kind of educate and inform. We talk about how we apply psychology to everything from pop culture and current events to relationships and social issues with the primary goal of just destigmatizing mental health, but also just broadening the conversation around it. So today we will be talking about um, medical and mental health and the crossover. So our overall health and how mental health is um, a component of that and equally as important. We will be able to share with you guys some insights and also some things that maybe you weren't necessarily aware of. So some things to be able to have some takeaways from this episode is what we're hoping. Um, And just to give a brief disclaimer for those of you tuning in, the contents of our show, we do not want to be mistaken for psychotherapy or counseling. So it's not intended to replace or serve as a substitute for mental health services. But if you are interested or you find yourself wanting to seek professional help, in listening to our podcast, then you can call and schedule an appointment with a mental health professional by just looking at the back of your insurance card or also calling a local hospital. And you can also call us at our office at 225-448-3359 and also visit our website at surprisinglywell.com. We would also love to hear some feedback. So you can visit us at podcast225.com. You can leave comments. You can um, also go to iTunes and leave a rating. That would be wonderful. Um, And we will be back shortly after a quick break and we will be talking about medical and mental health. Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the Podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Clay Young here with John Conroy, the founder of PestStop, your do-it-yourself pest control solution. John, let's talk about dealing with flooding for people in other places now. Well, you've, you've had Baton Rouge, Livingston, Houston now, yeah, all yeah. have been impacted and inundated with floodwaters. The most important thing you need to do when you're targeting mold and mildew, you've got to use a product that kills the root. Okay. And that's where the, the misinformation is. And then you also need to follow it up with a product that stops and prevents wood rot. Mm. So give us a call and let us help you figure out what you need to do and when you need to do it. We've worked with the manufacturers. We're doing a 20% discount yeah. on Sterifab and Boracare because wow. those are the two products they have to use. So let's give that number for people to call you. You can always call us in Baton Rouge at 225-273-4788. Or if you live in Baton Rouge, just come on by and, and see us at 806 O'Neill Lane. That's about a block south of Old Hammond Highway or a mile north of the interstate. That's Pest Stop on O'Neill Lane right here in Baton Rouge. Welcome back, back to The Waiting Room. Welcome back, everyone, to The Waiting Room. Today, we are talking about our physical health and our mental health. Um, Just to kind of give a a broad overview of what you can expect with today's episode and what we're going to be talking about is, you know, as mental health professionals, we see firsthand how important it is to 
be able to take care of ourselves both mentally and physically. But a lot of the times when we're working with clients, we're seeing um, people come in kind of at their worst, or maybe they are not seeking help until things have gotten so bad enough for them that they had to be able to seek help. And there's a lot of different reasons for that, which are um, outside of the scope of today's discussion. Um, But, you know, the stigma plays a role in that. And so we really want to be able to talk to people about how important your mental health is and why it's just as important as your physical health. Uh, I think that the culture is definitely changing, which is a great thing, but it's still important that these discussions are being had. And so we are talking about some, um, the importances of just how your physical health and your mental health are really no different. And Dr. Rodrigue uh, happens to have a specialty in psychosocial oncology, and she's worked with a lot of patients who have struggled with medical illnesses such as cancer. And so we're going going to kind of narrow the scope and use that as an an example. And she's going to be able to speak from her professional experiences and maybe her personal um, experiences related to this topic. And before we get into that discussion, just to kind of frame this, um, I wanted to pull just some some research and some information that's that's out there. Um, I actually went to a training not that long ago, about three years ago, and it was a meditation training. And we, the, one of the most shocking facts was thrown at me. And of course, the second I left, I researched it to make sure it was accurate, and I did some reading on my own. But that the research that was kind of thrown at me was that our mind and body are connected. Obviously, that's something that we've known, but our thoughts can actually cure cancer was the comment, okay? And I was informed of a book that's out there, and there's actually an article if you were to Google it, and it's something along the lines of if thoughts could cure cancer. And it's basically showing how our thoughts and our emotions affect the pH levels in our body. And it just goes to show how powerful your mind can be Mm -hmm. as a healing vessel for whenever your body is struggling, but also shows how connected they are. And I think a lot of times people overlook that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. And Dr. Roderick's going to chime in just in her experiences there and her thoughts. Yeah. Um, And I think a key word that you you mentioned over and over again is discussion. Um, I think that a, a communication is a big part of being able to what we call in the healthcare world, holistically treat an individual. And that means looking at every facet of their well-being, not just one piece of it. So the physical, your physical health and your mental health are constantly doing a dance. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, like Katie said, the research has has often suggested that there's actually um, healthcare professionals that work specifically with that mind-body connection, like people that work with meditation, mm-hmm. mindfulness, um, and do um, some form of like you know, whether it's acupuncture or body healing, um, mm-hmm. hypnosis type things that connect us. So we're aware. And then once we're aware, we can have that discussion yeah. with both our medical care providers, our mm-hmm. mental health care providers, um, even our physical therapists. You, you know, know, and I'd like to say for those maybe skeptics that yeah. are listening, um, we of course are not here to just rant on some things that we kind of, you know, is maybe a a belief that we have ourselves. We are speaking from an educated place, right. an informed place of what the research is saying. So maybe can you speak to your experiences in working with yeah. cancer patients or people that have struggled with, you know, illnesses right. and, and the state of their mental health and maybe the crossover? What have, what can you say? Yeah. So um so yeah, in my work with psychosocial oncology, which are individuals that are um, affected by cancer and how that affects their mental health, is um a, a big part of that 
is the grief cycle, just all the feelings and emotions that go along with that, which are shock and denial and Mm -hmm. anger and bargaining and acceptance. But how the symptoms of depression and anxiety play into their physical well-being when they're getting treatment like chemo or radiation or recovering Mm -hmm. from surgery, um, it's just another layer of stress that they're putting on their body and their minds constantly. It affects the way they sleep. It affects Mm -hmm. the way they eat. So it's, it's, the, the, the research just in the psychosocial world, the psychosocial oncology world is heavily shows the correlation between the two. And so when you have people that are trying to maybe, um, if they are continuing to work while they're getting their uh, cancer treatments, the stress of all of that combined can, you know, affect their, their, um, the Ability way that they cope. Yeah. yeah. It affects their, their communication their skills, recovery, their management and, of their expectations. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, when I worked in the hospital setting, that's where I would come in to work with them on the mental health skills that they could start adapting as well as speaking with their physicians and coming up with their treatment plan, whether that would include medications for depression or anxiety, Mm -hmm. um, and their coping skills, bringing in family members to do some family counseling. So it all, again, is holistically looking at Mm -hmm. how that specific diagnosis affects their world around them. And I think what is so, um, I think sometimes sad that it, from our perspective that we see is, and of course this is not in all c- cases bear in mind because everybody is different. different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's saddening to see how people are not coming to these awarenesses that we're talking about mm-hmm. until it's quote too late or until, you know, they already have an illness. So now they're aware of, right. wow, how mm-hmm. you know impactful it is for our mental state and our overall health to right. be in sync and to both be treated and that's one of the reasons I think that you and I want to have these discussions is so mm-hmm. that it can maybe raise some alarm bells in people, yeah. not in the um, scary way, but no. in the sense of just what can you do preventatively. Yeah. Be proactive. Yeah. Proactively and preventatively to be able to take care of yourself to prevent that from happening. Yeah. Um, so what do you think are some things and maybe in some of the work that you have done with um with people and with families who maybe are struggling physically, what are some things that are suggested to treat both the mind and the body holistically? And well, again, I, I go back to the communication, having all of your doctors um, or healthcare providers on the same page and being mm-hmm. able to consult um, is helpful. Like again, if, if one, if a physician is going to prescribe some medication and then your mental health therapist is aware of that medication and can also um, couple that with the therapeutic tools that we're trained to, to teach people. Um, I think what I see a lot, um, and and this actually, you know, was in my practice when I was working with, uh, individuals with cancer as well as private practice is, um, a lot of, um, GI or gestational issue, gestational (laughs) GI, GI, gastrointestinal, uh, issues and anxiety. And so oftentimes people, um, you know, have that nervous stomach or that Mm -hmm. upset stomach and, um, you know, many times I see patients uh, in the private practice setting who have gone to GI specialists mm-hmm. who, or sent their kids to the pediatricians and they've run the gamut of all the medical tests, which you should do, mm-hmm. which you definitely should do. You want to, you want to make sure that rule you yeah. Yeah, rule out anything um, physical and they oftentimes refer them for some mental health care, but they're still tracking them as well because mm-hmm. they're treating the symptoms and we're treating the anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I guess kind of what you're saying is, uh, in which I would kind of also answer this question from my professional perspective as well, which is that there's no you know, blanket recommendation that is going to maybe apply to everyone and anyone. You know, for instance, um, 
one person may not be able to exercise at the due to right. the state of their physical health. Right. And so kind of what you're saying is as mm-hmm. long as there's that collaboration of a treatment team and you're right. addressing your physical and your mental. Mm-hmm. So you're not just treating the cancer. Yeah. You're not just treating um, the multiple sclerosis or whatever the, right. the, the physical um, ailment is. You're addressing both. Right. And what I would kind of maybe add to that too is more often than not, it, it seems that if we were to offer some sort of um, preventative strategies, I still think that in the research, what it's showing is how important things such as meditation mm-hmm. is and mindfulness. And mm-hmm. um, what we actually mean by that is really just giving your body a rest. Yeah. So doing things that you can preventatively every day to be able to give your mind and body that rest that it needs in order to be able to heal if it needs to or mm-hmm. um, decompress. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, this is this is the importance of this is going off of what the research has shown is that even our our mental state. So if our mental state is in a, a negative place, it can create more metabolic acids than the food that you're actually eating. Wow. And that's powerful. Yeah. I mean, that is just truly, um, to me, emphasizes how important it is, but also how connected our mental and physical health yeah. actually are. Yeah. And in those moments when you can do that meditation or be very mindful and l- just l- stop and listen to your mm-hmm. body, what is your body kind of trying to say to you mm-hmm. um, can often indicate bigger issues like anxiety or depression, um, you know, as far as like your physical symptoms. And again, talking with all all parts of that healthcare team, whether they're medical or mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we hope that you have enjoyed this discussion. We are going to take a quick break and then we will be back shortly. And now today's Manners Minute. Have you identified your core values personally, professionally, as a family? Do you know what you stand for and what you believe? To finish this week's discussion of team building activities, I'd like to suggest that you use the creation of core values as a team building exercise. Core values are three to five foundational beliefs that give the basis for every decision that is made, every action that is taken, and every word that is spoken in your life, the life of your family, and the life of your business. When your team members at home or the office Office, give input and understand the values you hold dear, many issues are easier to handle. Core values become an anchor to hold you in rough waters and secure you when the waters are smooth. Choose respect by taking time to create core values with your team. Smooth sailing. Visit hashtag BRRespect at mannersoftheheart.org to join the movement and sign the pledge with respect. Baton Rouge thrives. This is Jeff LaDuff, retired chief of police for the city of Baton Rouge. I'm Kelly LaDuff, co-owner of Open Eyes Safety Training and Consulting. Open Eyes is focused on providing quality safety solutions that give businesses and employees the skill set needed to recognize and react to dangerous situations. On a daily basis, we hear yet another story of workplace violence or active shooter. Open Eyes offers a unique approach to keeping you and your businesses safe through site analysis, technology recommendations, policy review, and employee training. To set up a consultation for your business, call us today at 225-313-9713 or visit us at our website at openeyesafetytraining.com. We say keep open eyes because 10% of our population cause 90% of our problems. See them before they see you. Welcome back to The Waiting Room.
Welcome back to The Waiting Room. I am Dr. Mary Catherine Rodriguez, and along with Katie Fetzer, we uh, spent this episode speaking about the correlation between physical health and your mental health um, and how there can be symptoms on on both sides of that fence and how the conversations to have with your healthcare professionals and providers could be really vital into getting you adequate treatment. One of the things that, that we touched a little bit upon, but just to keep in mind as you listen to this episode and you're thinking about your own physical and mental health, is the stigmas that maybe can go with both parts of that and to not let that cloud, that little voice in your head that's saying something's just not right. And so to go and speak with the people that are the professional and the experts in these fields that can let you know what is the best course of action to take to give you the best quality of life and the the optimal level of well-being. So thank you for listening along today. You can check us out on iTunes and podcast225.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Wellness Studio and also on Facebook at The Wellness Studio. Um, We look forward to uh, keep on bringing you these shows. Please leave us a rating um, or a comment or uh, just a suggestion. You never know what we're going to discuss. So thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Waiting Room. This has been a podcast225.com production. 